I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this extended interview with Venus, where she's going to share how to start a career as a travel journalist. Hey, Venus. Hi, Debbie. I hope I have enough wisdom to share. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely have more than us. So, (laughs) oh no. How do you pitch ideas to publications that you're really interested in? So it's really important to be an avid reader of those, you know, publications that you really want to write for. And if it's a magazine, it's really easy to find out who works there because in every issue, there's a page called Masthead. And it usually comes right after or actually before the editor's letter And it's basically this whole blank page that shows you every single person that works in the editorial department, you know, whether they focus on beauty or features. And for travel writing, it's a good idea to pitch to the features editor, whoever that is. And it takes a little bit of Googling, but find out what the parent company for that magazine is. And usually for these big publishers, they have uh, specific email formats. So it's either like first name dot last name at, you know, hearst.com or condenast.com or underscore whatever. So now you know who works there and what their email looks like. You can just fire off an email to them. I would suggest not to be too long-winded about what you want to write for the magazine. So just kind of say, hi, I've always loved this magazine. I love this other story you did. I'm very inspired. I've written for these other places. Um, I actually have this idea I would love to pitch you and just go with, you know, a headline that you think would work and maybe three to four sentences about the pitch And I think that's honestly all you need. And if you don't hear back, follow up about like every two weeks. That is such a great way to do it, Venus, because there's so many things that you can do. But then when you're first starting out, it's like a maze. (laughs) And then just even finding the person, the right person to contact, it can be a lot of work. It's really hard. And actually, a way to really make you stand out is if you happen to live somewhere that could be of interest in terms of people visiting here for tourism, definitely amplify that. So for instance, I actually got uh, my first commissions for Travel and Leisure magazine because I was living in Hong Kong and I knew a lot about what was happening in that city. And it's a city with a lot of travelers coming in. So these magazines are constantly looking for content about Hong Kong. And because I kind of put myself forward as this expert on Hong Kong, I was able to get my story ideas accepted relatively quickly. So if you grew up a certain place or if you currently live somewhere, definitely play that up and also play up if you have any language skills. A lot of outlets like Eater or Condé Nast Traveler They've sort of scaled back on what they call parachute journalism, 
where a freelance writer just kind of travels somewhere for vacation or for a few days and they wanted to do like a city guide on this place. Um, because that's not really enough time spent to get to know that certain destination. So if you have a longer history with a certain travel destination, that's your advantage. How difficult is the industry right now? And what would be some of the things you wished you knew if you could do this all over again? If I were to get a do-over of my life, I would probably go back to... I think it was sophomore year or junior year of my college and just paid attention in my video production class. I didn't realize how important video would be in modern day media. And you're just a much more attractive candidate, um, whether it's for just a freelance writing assignment or a full-time job when you know how to edit video plus you know how to write. If you have the time, definitely teach yourself Final Cut Pro or Premiere and, you know, just try to string together video diaries and vlogs and have your own travel YouTube channel because trust me, that is going to make a difference in someone's decision to hire you or to kind of give you this project or not. And another thing I would say is don't underestimate how late your freelance payments would be because I've actually never had a publication pay me on time. If they've been late in paying me for about two weeks a month, that's already a lucky scenario. Being a freelance travel writer, you just don't really think about how much time is involved in just chasing people to pay you on time, which is really disheartening. So I would definitely suggest having a full-time income to support yourself and just try to use your downtime to pursue this these opportunities. Because if you try to do this full-time, it's going to be so stressful because no one is going to pay you on time, unfortunately. That is so much stress to deal with. And that's good to know. And you're right about video. That is the in and hot medium right now to have. So that's always a great thing to learn. A lot of brands are putting in advertising budgets into YouTube. So that's really where everything is going. So if you happen to have a camera ready personality, why not make that into interesting foray for yourself? Talking about stress and anxiety, it has been a really amazing journey for you, but I'm sure there was a lot of things that were obstacles for you to contend with. How do you deal with anxiety and stress when you're faced with them? So I just really try to ramp up my self-care routines and try to compartmentalize the problems I have. If I were to feel really stressful about something, my number one defense mechanism would be just to sleep early because that way it will be like tomorrow will come sooner. And another thing is, you know, I just try to be alone and spend a little bit more time in my flat and write down what current obstacles I have and the steps that I can take to move past them. And that's always been really helpful to me. And I also like to dish it out to my friends. So I feel like these are the ways I try to get over something bad that happens to me. 
having the right support system is so crucial when you're down in the dumps and it feels like you're just sinking into certain things that you can't get out of and sometimes you need that reality check <laughs> as well that you know it'll it'll get better and I do I hate it when people say that it, it'll get better and sometimes you just need to 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 get it all out of your system <laughs> Exactly. I'm all for getting it all out. Um, I know that working out really works for a lot of people. Uh, personally, I like to take really long walks when I have to think something through or process something bad that happened to me. So there are times where I've taken two or three hour walks and I just try to listen to music that feels hopeful and motivating to me and by the end of that walk, I usually come to some sort of conclusion about what I should do. Well, thank you so much, Venus, for doing this extended interview. So much knowledge that you just gave us. So if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? So everyone can follow me on Instagram. It's at V-E-N-U-S-W-O-N-G-I-S-U-N. And I will be posting more travel-related content there with longer and more thoughtful captions. And I also welcome everyone to DM me any travel-related questions they have. Thank you, Venus. That's awesome. Definitely DM Venus. She's super helpful and you'll get a lot of useful tips from her. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Debbie. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life. I'll talk to you soon.